0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, what is it going to take for the silver and black to go into L.A. and come out with a victory on Sunday and improve to 2-2? Two and two? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 29th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider.
1: Just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered.
0: And welcome in, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast To get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available, of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We definitely appreciate you in a major way. Uh, without you, there is no show on YouTube. And without Ari, there's no show on YouTube either. He can make sure that it's up on YouTube each and every day. Does a great job. We definitely appreciate him. And we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Matter of fact, you want to reach out to Ari, you can. At Ari Produces on Twitter. At your boy Q- That's me. You can reach out to me on Twitter and, of course, the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. And, again, many thanks to Raider Nation. The show is continuing to grow in a major way each and every day. A lot of new listeners, new booty listeners to the show, and uh, that's awesome. So, obviously, a lot of word of mouth is going on. Hey, check out this show. Check out this show. Check out this show. And that's how the show grows. So, thank you, Raider Nation, for your consistent support. Here on the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Coming up in segment number three of the show today, your calls and texts. Got a ton of feedback. I'll get as many in as possible. Obviously won't be able to get them all in, but try to get as many in as possible. And I have a few different subjects. I don't want it to all be just dedicated to one subject, but get as much of that in as possible. Coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I'll do like I always do on Fridays and give you the keys to victory. What is it going to take for the silver and black to come out of SoFi Stadium on Sunday with a win over the Chargers. We'll do that in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, everything that really I gathered from Thursday, and uh, we'll close out the week really strong like that. Before we get into any of it, though, I do want you to know that today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKED ON NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. That's Game Time. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show but let's go ahead and jump into the news and notes here in segment number one and let's start with Thursday's injury report And it's pretty interesting when it, as far as you look at it when it comes to the silver and black uh, we got an injury report on Wednesday Thursday we'll get another one today and then we'll get one on uh, Sunday we'll find out who's active who's inactive 90 minutes before kickoff so going over it for the Raiders real quick Jacorian Bennett dealing with a hamstring injury, limited Wednesday, limited Thursday. Linebacker Curtis Bolton, knee injury, did not participate on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. Here's an interesting one. Defensive end Max Crosby, knee injury, limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. Very interesting right there. The Raiders need Max Crosby in a major way to be out there on Sunday. You want to have an opportunity to win this game on Sunday. You want to get to Justin Herbert. You want to affect the quarterback. You need to affect the quarterback. You've got to have number 98 out there. So very interested to see what the injury report looks like today as far as Mad Max Crosby goes. I think it's going to take a lot to keep him out of the game, but if he has a knee injury and to the point where he did not participate on Thursday, that's something to pay attention to. So hopefully it's it's not as bad as it sounds, but uh, that's not the trend that you want to see him go from limited to did not participate. Today will be very interesting. As far as the injury report goes quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo concussion did not participate. Wednesday was limited on Thursday. So what does that mean? He's continuing to progress through concussion protocol. So he was out there stretching uh, and he went through a little bit of the, the practice drills, but he can't go through the whole thing because he has not cleared protocol completely. And it sounds like he's trending in the right direction. It sounds like he's been trending in the right direction really all week long, but until he's hundred percent cleared, we just don't know. So it could be, you know, Jimmy G on Sunday. It could be Brian Hoyer on Sunday. It could be Aiden O'Connell on Sunday. Uh, it's still up in the air. We'll see what happens today when we get the injury report. We'll find out exactly uh, where his status is, and we'll meet with Josh McDaniels today, so maybe he'll give us a, a clue before practice even starts, but Jimmy G still in the concussion protocol. Safety Roderick Teamer, Achilles injury, limited Wednesday, did not participate. On Thursday, so he's uh, trending in the wrong direction. Malcolm Kuntz, defensive end, groin injury, not listed on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Byron Young, defensive tackle, the rookie out of Bama, ankle injury, not listed on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. So uh, some some uh, key additions there that you really need to pay attention to when it comes to Crosby, did not participate. Teamer did not participate and new additions, Malcolm Kuntz and Byron Young. Those, those guys were limited on Thursday, so it's going to be interesting to see where they are later on today as far as the Chargers goes Joey Bosa, hamstring and toe, didn't participate on Wednesday, didn't participate on Thursday you'll be interested to see what happens, goes on today as far as the walkthrough running back Austin Eckler, ankle injury, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday tight end Gerald Everett, illness, did not participate on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday uh, safety, Loewe Gilman uh, heel injury, did not participate Wednesday did not participate Thursday safety, Derwin James, hamstring, did not participate Wednesday, did not participate Thursday uh, linebacker, Eric Hendricks. Hamstring, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Center Corey in illness, did not participate on Wednesday or Thursday. Kenneth Murray Jr., the linebackers, dealing with a groin injury, did not participate on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Tackle Rashawn Slater, ankle injury, limited both Wednesday and Thursday. And then defensive back Deion Leonard, hamstring, not listed on Wednesday, new addition on Thursday. So you look at the Chargers, and they're pretty banged up. And look at the guys that did not participate. Joey Bosa, Gerald Everett, Gilman, Derwin James, <laughs> right, Corey Lindsley, and especially on the defensive side of things, though. That's four guys defensively and one guy at the uh, offensive side of things. That's a lot. So the injury report should be very interesting to see how they're trending later on today and then find out who's in and who's out. Uh, you know, it's, it's obviously you don't want anybody injured. You never root for injury, but those are some key players that could really change the game as far as this one goes on Sunday. So uh, pretty interesting to see that. Uh, also, got a couple more nuggets here for you for segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Wanted you to hear a few little sound bites. This first one is from Lincoln Kennedy, the great Lincoln Kennedy. He joins my radio show every single Tuesday and Thursday. And so uh, one of the the subjects that i had on uh on thursday's show was about team goals and what he believed and this is really i threw the question out there to raider nation what do you believe the raiders want to get out of this 2023 season Right? Like what is the end all be all goal? So you'll hear the question I asked to Lincoln and you'll hear the answer. And really it ends up referring to uh, the 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 situation with the quarterback and how a lot of Raider Nation, and I'm not mad at you, you know, hey, your opinion is your opinion, I'm good with that. But a lot of Raider Nation wants Aiden O'Connell to start in week four. I don't think that's a good idea, but Here's Lincoln Kennedy on the whole idea of all of this and, and what he thinks that the Raiders need to get accomplished or want to get accomplished in 2023. Here's my question and Lincoln's answer. With the young guys that they brought in, the guys that are getting some burn right now, and, of course, the blend of veterans, what do you think that, that the team, Coach McDaniels and company, are looking to get out of this season?
2: Get through the first round of the playoffs, get in the first round of the playoffs and win a football game. You obviously want to go further in the playoffs right. than just the game, right? But let's take in consideration it's been two decades since they won a playoff game.
0: Right. Exactly. You
2: know what I mean? And yeah. and, the, and so when you think about it realistic, you want to take baby steps. You obviously want to take a big, giant step and say we're ready for the Super Bowl. When you, but when you talk about the upper echelon in AFC, we already got wallowed by Buffalo. Do we yeah. think we're ready for that style of play? Because when you talk about that style of play, there are several teams that are up in that caliber you know, that you have to compare yourself to. And you're taking on one of them this weekend in the Chargers.
0: The reason I ask is because there's a lot of fans that have told me that they already know what the season's going to be and they just want to see what the young guys could do, like Aiden O'Connell. And I just don't think in Week 4 that that's, that's a good decision. Like that would no, be No, you don't
2: do it in Week 4. You, you, I mean, I understand what they're saying, but you don't do it in Week 4. The thing is, is that if you, you, if you look at yourself, if you look at the schedule collectively, Q, with this game here and then you look at the next month of football, there's a number of winnable games in that next month,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, yeah. and it's probably not up until for me looking at the schedule. If the Raiders take care of business the way I think they're capable of, it can be, it can be running off a series of wins until you face Detroit Monday night. I think that's going to be a tall test, tall test for the Raiders. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you come back, and then you have Miami, and then Kansas City. You know, we, we get into the thick. Of the AFC, but when you talk about the AFC, you talk about the Chiefs, who we haven't overcome yet. You talk about the Dolphins, the Bills. Um, you know uh, what other team was uh, out there? Chargers. A lot of people were talking about the hype. The Baltimore. Bengals. You think they're yeah. going to get it right? The Browns, playing with a stingy defense, finding a way to win football games. I'm just going through the AFC blindly. Right, You know, and that's what I think, Q, that you have to put your standard at. If you want to compare yourself to anybody, you let me know after you beat the Buffalo Bills. You let me know after you beat the Kansas City Chiefs, because then I'll tell you, you're ready for primetime playoff football.
0: So there you go. Lincoln Kennedy talking about he understands why people want to see Aiden O'Connell, but right now is not the time. Week four is not the time for the rookie. And that's all I've been saying. I'm trying to say that I I think that he'll have an opportunity to go out there and show what he can do. I just don't think that the Raiders need to rush him out there. In week four, it's a very long season. Let him get his feet wet. Let the offensive line get put together. Let the run game get going. Right now, they have nothing but the quarterback trying to throw the ball to Devontae and Jimmy G. So, or not Jimmy G, Jimmy G throwing the ball to Devontae and Jacoby. Sorry, but I I just think that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now. But again, I understand a lot of people want Aiden O'Connell in there and I'm okay with that. How about Kevin Harlan? He's actually going to be on the call uh, for CBS Sports on Sunday with Melanie Collins and Trent Green. Uh, I asked him as well on Thursday when he was a guest on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I asked him straight up, does it make sense for the Raiders to go to Aiden O'Connell in week four?
3: No, oh, no, no. Yeah, I I, I don't know that, that that becomes a legitimate option. And I think Josh knows that he'll be ready if he needs to be called upon. But uh, in a perfect world, I think you sit that kid let him watch Garoppolo is a vet. Um, Josh is a is a terrific offensive mind. Um, I, I, I think in the perfect world, you stick with Garoppolo. Let let the the young quarterback, um, you know, uh, learn by osmosis. If not during practice, uh, he would probably get some snaps. I think at some time this year, mm-hmm. the season's too new yet. I think there's still too much promise for the for the Raiders. And and I just don't know that you're going in that direction quite yet. I still think Garoppolo is the best option, and um and I and I think they believe that as well. I think everybody knows exactly what the lay of the land is. It, it's just it, it, it's probably less Garoppolo. Although, like I said, I do think spreading the ball out more would help him help that offense surely because they're they're going to be keen on on Myers and and Devontae. Uh, as much as they possibly can, knowing that those are the first and, and second reads that Jimmy's making every time he goes back. And and they just need help from Jacobs. I mean, they, they got to get Jacobs up and going.
0: So there you go, Kevin Harlan. I just wanted to ask guys that aren't me, right? And that's what I've been doing. And a lot of people are coming at me like, I can't believe you don't want Aiden O'Connell in the game. I can't believe that you would think that. But it's funny because people that are a lot smarter than me, Guys that have been around the game I've been talking to, and every one of them to the T has basically said, yeah, you don't need to rush them out there right now. Week four is not the time that you have to do it because there's still too much promise in the season. I mean, literally, Raider Nation, the the, the the team is one and two. They're tied for second in the AFC West. They win this game. They're two and two, and they've had two division wins, and they're sitting in second place, right? I mean, like, why why rush the rookie out there right now? Why don't you see what you got? Give Jimmy a chance if he's out there and, and see what happens, right? I mean, I just... I just think it's too early. But, again, I'm also asking people that are smarter than me that I know people respect more than me as far as football goes, and I'm okay with that. I just, you know, I'd like to hear from other people as well. The final little nugget, uh, the Raiders' media schedule for today. I mentioned that we're going to be talking to head coach Joshua Daniels. That's at 1015 this morning. So we'll be at the Intermountain Health Performance Center at 10.15 approximately. He'll be talking to us. Practice will be open to the media from 11.40 to 12. I might stick around for that. Uh, I have to do my radio show from Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall in Henderson. So it's kind of close to the facility. So 11.40 to 12, that's when the practice is open to the media. Get some pictures in, some photos. We'll be able to see if Jimmy G's out there or not. And then 1.10 to 1.55 is when the locker room is open to the media. Obviously, I won't be able to be there for that because my radio show starts at 2 o'clock. So uh, there you go. go. I can stick around for Coach McDaniels and definitely will want to hear from him on this Friday heading into the weekend as they travel down to LA to take on the the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Coming up in segment number two, speaking of taking on the Chargers at SoFi Stadium, what is it going to take for the silver and black to come away with a victory? We'll talk about it in segment number two after I get to a couple of these sponsors, including DoorDash. And if you love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites. Now you can get grocery deliveries that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you can find the best in your neighborhood and even help out with your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. You can sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. If you want even more value, no problem. You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 down zero delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Easy substitutions right in the app and best in-class support. Uh, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want. Right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Again, that's 50% off. Up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNFL. Don't forget, for the folks in the back row, that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. I also want to tell you about the title sponsor of this show, which is Game Time. And you shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event, especially if it's last minute, right? Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sporting events, musicals, comedies, theater events, whatever the case may be. They've got you. They got killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event even an hour after it starts it's the place to find last minute seats find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and a whole lot more they got zone deals you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18 percent savings and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference, right now you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NFL. That's L O C K E D O N N F L for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. You're Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into keys of victory. I do this each and every Friday. If the Raiders play on Monday, I'll do it on uh, Monday. If they play on Thursday, I'll do it on Wednesday. But always want to jump into keys to victory. What is it going to take for the silver and black to come away with a win? And it's so funny, uh, on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920, myself and Ari, we always do our NFL picks. And so we save the Raiders game for last. And the Raiders are five-and-a-half-point underdogs right now to the Chargers, right? And so it's funny, I didn't have a lot of confidence in the Raiders because they haven't been able to score over twenty points. So originally on my on my sheet that I go through, you know, to, to pick all the games for the week, I picked the Chargers to win this game. And I don't know what it was, and I still don't know. I can't tell you what the reason is, but I went through all the games, and maybe it's all the conversation we've had about the Raiders. Maybe it's all the conversation we've had about the quarterback position. Maybe it's the fact that they just haven't played good, and I think that at some point they're going to break out. I don't know, but I switched my pick before I actually officially made it, and I told Ari, hey, I'm putting an asterisk next to it and putting my initials. I'm riding with the Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders. I don't have a great sense why. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your backside. I'm not going to try to convince you that this is the exact reason why they're going to win. Just something in my belly. It could have been gas, right? I mean, I had some leftover pizza before the show, so it could have been gas for all I know. But I, I just think that for some reason the Raiders are going to win this game. Somehow, some way. I don't really know how they're going to do it. I know the blueprint that I have. I'll share it with you right now. But somehow I think that they're going to pull out a victory come Sunday and improve their overall record to 2-2, two and two. and the conversation we'll be having next week is, uh, is a much different conversation than we've been having this week. And maybe it's just wishful thinking. You know, maybe it's just me saying, you know what, damn it, uh, Raider Nation needs a break. Raider Nation needs to be happy. So the Raiders need to go into SoFi and get a victory. We know that there's going to be the majority of the fans. There will be Raider fans uh, price uh, vivid seats. Excuse me. They already have said that that it's like 6535 as far as, far as Raider fans to Charger fans. Uh, more tickets have been sold to Raider Nation than have to any Charger fans. So it's going to be a majority of the crowd will be Raider Nation. And, you know, maybe maybe they'll just go in there and get a dub to make their fan base a little bit happier and give them a, a nice, peaceful week as opposed to what it was this past week. But let's go ahead and jump into the keys and what I'm looking for from the Raiders to go ahead and get this victory. And they'll start offensively because that's what needs to get started. Somehow they need some jumper cables added on to the battery and they need to make it happen, right? Ow! They need to get that thing fired up. That offense has got to get cooking and it's going to start up front. The Raiders offensive line needs to play with the attitude, they need to have that bully mentality. They can't let the Chargers defensive line push them around. They have really a three-headed monster on that defensive line if Joey Bosa plays. We'll see. Don't know yet. But they can't let that defensive line bully them around. The, the, the Chargers defense hasn't been playing very well at all, right? There's a reason why Brandon Staley went for it on fourth and, and one, less than one, really, from their own 24 last week against Minnesota. He didn't trust the defense to stop anybody. So he went for it and said, hey, I don't want – I don't want you know, to put my, my defense back out here. Let's just have the offense keep the ball. Now, it didn't work out that way, and they still found a way to win the game, but the defense is not playing well. So don't let the Raiders' you know, offensive line make the, make the Chargers' defense look great. That offensive line needs to play with attitude, and like Lincoln Kennedy said, physical, right? That's just desire and want to. Go out there and do that. If the offensive line plays with that attitude, plays like a bully, then the run game will get going. The run game has to get going. I don't know necessarily if they need 100 yards, but they need something close to it, right? Jacobs had 61 yards, but the majority of it last week came at the end of the game, right? They need to go out there with a sense of purpose, and Josh, in in game four, right, needs to get going, right? I, I had Kevin Harlan on my radio show. I talked about uh, him being on the show, and, uh, you know, he, he said that the Raiders' offense needs – needs to get that offense going. It needs to get cooking. Uh, Matter of fact, here's Kevin Harlan right now talking about, you know, Josh Jacobs and what they need to get going as far as the run game goes. Check it out.
3: What I think is probably clearly uh, hurting him right now is that Jacobs hasn't been what he was last year. And and a quarterback's best friend is a running game. And that has not happened. I think they miss, uh, you know, something at the tight end. Now, Waller has been injured and and Waller uh they had a hard time counting on him. Now he's a New York Giant. He's gone. But when he was at the top of his game and healthy and playing, um, that offense looked great. He and Carr had a nice connection, but Carr is gone, Waller's gone. Um now Mayer had the had the catch this past weekend, which may kind of you know awaken him a little bit. I have high hopes for him. I I, I think he's got a, a very high ceiling. Um, but that is not maybe developed like they thought it would. And there is a great attention by the quarterback who uh, is leaning on two receivers most of the time Adams and Jacoby. And, and there's not really a look at, at Hunter, which is, I think, surprising. As much as Hunter has been, you know, in the past a proven commodity, um, that, that has been very slow to develop either with the new quarterback or even with Josh. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really has not been, um, you know, uh, he has not been as prominent as he's been. And I think Renfro has, you know, a lot of things to offer to that offense. So uh, the lack of a third receiver, the tight end position isn't producing much yet. I think it will. And Jacobs clearly is not himself yet. And it may take to mid season before he finally finds his groove. I, I don't know that, that, uh, you know, we can get into the offensive line and, and 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 issues there but but it comes down to i think jacob's not rushing like he has that has been probably as big a hole for that for that
0: offense as we've seen would you say that that's the missing training camp in preseason or is it just it's just not the same as it was a season ago
3: no i i I think there's a lot to camp and missing otas and not being with the team in the offseason he's a kid who's incredibly dedicated we Mm -hmm. know that he's he's a he is a pro and and loved by his teammates and is a grinder and he thrives in that and it just for whatever reason has not taken hold yet uh, for this year. Uh, I'm I'm gonna attribute to he's still rusty, his timing is off and that uh, and he's just uh, trying to he's kind of trying to grope his way through the dark a little bit it looks like to me. Um but I think at any moment he could erupt and it could be this weekend. He, right. he you know he'll be three games in this will be game 4 I like to think that that uh, you know we're going to see some signs of what Josh had been uh, over the last couple of years because what he had been was phenomenal uh, including a title last year as a Rushing leader in the league.
0: So that was Kevin Harlan right there. He's going to be on the call for the game on Sunday. Him, Trent Green, and uh, Melanie Collins for CBS Sports. They're going to be on the call. It's the second time this season they've had a Raider game. So uh, that's just him talking about Josh Jacobs in the run game and how that needs to get going. So that does. that's, uh, That's the second part of the offense. And the third, someone not named Devontae or Jacoby has got to get involved in the passing game. That could be Hunter Renfro. That could be Michael Mayer. That could be Austin Hooper. The ball's just got to get spread around. It can't be so predictable that, you know, it's just Devontae and Jacoby. It could be Trey Tucker. It could be DeAndre Carter. I don't care who it is. Like, I'm not going to get specific, but the ball's got to be spread around, and there's got to be a couple shots deep. You can't just all throw everything intermediate and short. You got to be able to keep the defense honest by taking a couple shots downfield. If that's running Trey Tucker deep, DeAndre Carter deep, I don't care, right? Devonte deep fine. If you're going to, you know, target Devonte 20 times, at least run him deep a couple times and target him, right? You've got to be able to stretch the field a little bit, at least have a threat of stretching the field that also will go back to my other point and help out the run game. So those are my points offensively for the Raiders to get going. Defensively, turnovers are a must. There's been 3 weeks in a row where the Raiders have had opportunities to make turnovers and for some reason or not, they haven't. Either penalties called them back or Marcus Peters puts the ball on the ground. You've got to get one to two turnovers in this game. Going up against Justin Herbert, he's going to find a way to score. They score a lot of points there in L.A. So they've got to be able to get some short fields, get it back to their offense, and again, help them get going. They haven't got over 20 points yet one time this season. The Raiders have had 17 points, 10 points, and 18 points. You've got to get over 20 points. That's got to happen. So I'm giving that a combination of offense and defense. I don't care how it gets done. You know, if they take a pick six to the house or a fumble recovery to the house, that's fine. Get a t- defensive score, get a special team score. I don't care. But they've got to get over 20 points. They have to. So the de- defense has got to create a turnover, too. Sacks, the pressure's got to be there. Justin Herbert can't have all day to throw the ball. And oh, by the way, he runs. So Tyree Wilson, you've got to keep contained, right? Max Crosby's got to keep contained. Malcolm He's got to keep contained. Don't allow him to get outside the pocket. Kenny Pickett started to run and looked like he was running free on Sunday night. Got to do a better job of keeping contained. Got to keep that quarterback in the pocket, not let him allow him to escape. So uh, the defensive line is going to have a lot of work going up against Justin Herbert. And then most importantly, I think defensively, you got to defend the tight end, man. Donald Parham Jr. Don't let him go off. I don't know who's going to cover that dude. I really don't. I don't know if that's Nate Hobbs. I don't know if it's Robert Spillane. I don't know who you put on him. Hell, I don't know if you put Marcus Peters on him, right? Somebody's got to be on the tight end and not let him go off. Again, Donald Parham Jr. is a problem, right? He's been a problem for the Raiders, and Justin Herbert's going to want to hit him, target him early, and target him often. So the Raiders have to find a way to slow down Donald Parham Jr. So those are the three keys that I have defensively. The special teams, keep up the consistency in the kicking game, tighten up the kick coverage, and then try to break one. You know, a kick return, punt return, whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying you got to take it to the house. Just give the Raiders a short field. Like, you'll see a theme here. I'm trying to get the Raiders a short field, something easy to operate so they can get into the end zone, right? So if he can do it in the kicking game, maybe DeAndre Carter gets a nice little return. Maybe Trey Tucker gets a return. I don't care who's doing it. But they need to get a little bit better returns from their kicking game, something that I've been talking about for quite a while. Finally, coaching. Put the players in a position to succeed in all phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams, right? Patrick Graham, do better. Coach McDaniels, do better offensively. You know, uh, uh, Coach McMahon, special teams, do better. Everyone, do better as a coaching staff, right? And if you're in a position like you were in Sunday night to make a decision that could potentially be a, a, a game winner or a game loser, make the right call. Right again. I go back to Sunday night. That was not the right call, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, kicking a field goal, not once but twice. You you know, I, I like what uh, what James Jones said. Him and Amber Theo Harris did the the after the pregame or the postgame show, excuse me, uh, for silver silver and black show with the Raiders right at the Raider facility. And James Jones said straight up, "My mama said you can't win a fight if you don't throw a punch." When Josh McDaniels decided not to go for the the first down and eventually the touchdown instead of kick a field goal, he didn't throw a punch. Right? You cannot win a fight. If you don't throw a punch. So throw a punch. Coaches, have some stones and go out there and throw some punches. And I respect the fact they've gone for it on fourth downs multiple times this season. It's not like they're afraid to do it. They just didn't do it when they needed to the most, which was at the end of the game. So that's what I got for you as far as keys to victory. Offensively, defensively, special teams, and coaching. Coming up in segment number three, what's on your mind? What do you think? 707-654-4693. A lot of topics to get to. We'll get to as many as possible. Coming up in segment number three, after I tell you about our partners at eBay motors and uh, we've teamed up with a locked on fantasy football host, Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. It doesn't matter if you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every single week. We're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's check out who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Uh, Talked about Brock Purdy the other day. They also have Calvin Ridley. How about Broncos running back Javante Williams? They're going up against the Bears. Let's talk about Javante Williams. He says, uh, Javante Williams has gotten a healthy 48 opportunities in the first three games, but so far he's managed only 180 scrimmage yards and zero touchdowns during the team's 0-3 start. Expect the volume to finally convert into true fantasy production for Williams as Denver gets the wilting Bears defense in Chicago in week four. The Bears have given up plenty of overall yardage and scoring juice to backs throughout the first three weeks, and Williams will be the latest to take advantage as a runner and outlet receiver. So there you go. That's everything Javante Williams. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With $122 million, Uh, parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your car needs ebay motors has it and with the ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices man you're burning rubber you're not burning cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts, you that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Stealthy Raider in the 757, he's going to start us off. He's calling to talk about the fourth down field goal call that Josh McDaniels made on Sunday and also talks about Jimmy G if he's not able to go on Sunday. Here he is, Stealthy Raider in the 757. Yo,
1: Q. This is Stealth B Raider from the 757 GT's Pop Warner teammate. Hey, just want to give you a little shout out about uh uh last Sunday the the job you've done is has been outstanding. Um as far as for Josh McDaniels and the uh the T D call or non call, what I say to this Josh has a problem of outthinking himself. He just overthought it. Because if you really look at it, and you brought the statistic out the other day, uh, he should have went for it. I was in the end zone. I was in the game, and I could see him coming this way, and, and they stopped in Everybody where I was sitting at just gas. But I'm moving on from that, like you said. As far as for Jimmy G being in the pro- concussion protocol, if he's unable to make it, I say bring in AOC. And the reason for that is because we know what Brian Hoyer is. He's not going to be the future. AOC is. Now, he can go in there and play one game, two games, or and let Jimmy G come right back, or he can stay in there if he does well. The reason that you should bring him in is that you got to see what he has. If Jimmy G doesn't make it throughout the season, and then we're going to be looking for a quarterback, and if we are looking for a quarterback and we haven't seen what AOC can present, then... We're going to miss out on opportunities, potentially look at the other quarterbacks that are coming up in next year's draft. So I say let the young guy kind of cook and see what he has to offer. Anyway, that's my thoughts. And again, I'm ready to move on from this last game and move on to the, to the Chargers. But we are going to have to score because if not, uh, we're going to be one and three. So Q, take care of yourself and thanks for all you do. Take care. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for the call, and yeah, I agree with you, man. I think you made the wrong call. I said that in segment number two. I said that earlier this week, uh, and that's why I asked him about it on, uh, on Monday, and he had no problem answering it, you know. It was, it was with all due respect, but I just was curious. Uh, as far as uh, Aiden O'Connell goes, I can see him going to him, but, you know, once you do, I feel like you have to commit to letting him be the guy unless he just loses control of everything, right? I mean, again, because I don't think one game sample size for Aiden O'Connell is enough. You know, I mean, he can go out there on on Sunday and stink it up. They're like, all right, well, let's put Jimmy G back in there. Well, now you're not really giving him an opportunity. Plus, the offensive line is a mess right now. They just gave up four sacks uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had pressures in Jimmy G's face all day. The run game hasn't got going. Why put that added pressure on the rookie already, right? So that's that's why I think, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think that right now, early in the season, is the right time to do it. Uh, plus, I don't think it would be the right message to send to the rest of the locker room because most veterans, and I've been around the league long enough to know, most veterans feel like if you're putting that rookie quarterback in there, it's almost like a redshirt year. Like, okay, well, we're just going to see what we have as opposed to really going out there and believing that you can win. Again, it's just something that I've learned in my years covering the league. So thank you so, for that, so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from the 909. It's a pretty, pretty lengthy one. Hey, how's it going, Q? I just wanted to put my opinion on for this whole quarterback debacle. Let me start off by saying I agree with you 99.9% of the time. This time, I just cannot agree. I truly think starting O'Connell is 100% the best decision, and here's why. I'm going to try and make it short and concise, too. He didn't. (laughs) Simply put, Jimmy doesn't have the excuse of being young or unfamiliar with the system. His poor play is just baffling. We don't have time as a franchise to wait around to give McDaniels another year, and we also don't have time to wait around and give Aiden his chance. The star quarterbacks are in this draft, not a draft five years from now. I don't want us to go 4-13 and 13 this year behind Jimmy and only give Aiden three garbage weeks in December to see if he's our future. I truly believe that Aiden has potential, but in this day and age of star quarterbacks in this draft class, I don't want us missing this opportunity to set, up, set us up for the next 15 years, and I don't feel comfortable waiting around for Aiden if it means we miss out on this draft class. Aiden has vision in the pocket. He also has a bigger arm than Jimmy G.' From what I've seen from all 22, it seems that Jimmy is missing wide-open receivers, probably because he can't make the throw. This I can't say for sure. I'm not a pro quarterback coach, and I'm not an offensive coordinator. There probably are some variables other than a weak arm at play, but it doesn't change my conviction on O'Connell. That's from the 909. Thanks for the text. And look, I don't disagree with you at all when it comes to getting Aiden O'Connell out there on the grass. I just don't agree with you getting Aiden O'Connell on the grass in week four. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's also you have 18 weeks, 17 games guaranteed. Who says that the Raiders, if they go two and seven or two and six, who says that he doesn't come in then or two and seven? Why does he have to come in when the Raiders are one and two, right? And they have an opportunity to go two and two and actually be in second place by themselves in the AFC West. Why, why would why would you want to ruin that? You know that chance. And I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell, you just put him in. It's a guaranteed loss. It's not. But there's a better chance that you're going to win with the veteran. And if you put Aiden O'Connell in, I feel like you need to stick with him, right? Don't just – don't tease him. Don't put him in one week and then, okay, we're going to switch back. Because then what, what are you – you're not doing your, the rest of your team any favors. Flipping back quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. If you have two quarterbacks, you have none, right? I mean, that's, that's what they always say. So that's all I'm saying. I, I don't disagree with you, right? I do think at some point this season Aiden O'Connell is going to get in there and we'll see what he's got. But you don't need to, you don't need to put him in in week four, Right? Most likely, and this is just my gut feeling, most likely if this season doesn't go the way that the Raiders want it to go as far as wins, they probably put him in after the bye week just to get him a little bit more burn. That That's just my opinion if Jimmy G stays healthy throughout the course of the year. They, they're they giving Jimmy a lot of money too. Don't forget about that. They give him a lot of money to have him sit on the bench after week three. I just I just think that that's too fast. Again, I don't disagree with the draft class coming up, the quarterbacks coming up. Right, I was never a Jimmy G guy. I was never a Jimmy G fan. When the Raiders were making the move to go get him, I wasn't an Aiden O'Connell fan either when they drafted him, but he showed a little something in the preseason. But I'll caution, that's the preseason. The Bears showed something in the preseason as well. They look great. They haven't been worth the salt since the season started, right? There was other teams that looked good in the preseason. They haven't been worth the salt since the season started. And right now, there's 15 teams across the league that either have one win or no losses or no wins, excuse me, one win or no wins in the league. 15. There's only 32. I'm not a mathematician. My mom didn't raise a mathematician, but I know that's almost half the league. <laughs> right? So the Raiders are still in it. So why turn to the rookie already? That's that's my only point. That's all I'm trying to say. Not trying to cause some big beef and act like I'm the biggest Jimmy G fan. I'm not. But the veteran was brought in for a reason. And if he's available, I say that you need to have him out there, at least for now. At least see what, you know, see see what you can get out of Jimmy G. And then if the if the you know, season doesn't go the way that you, you want it to go, then cool, there's plenty of time to still get Aiden O'Connell some burn, right? That, that that's Again, that's all I'm saying. But thank you for the text. I do appreciate you. Next time, leave your, your name so I can give you proper credit. Uh, up next is a call from Marcus in L.A. He's calling to ask a couple questions about protocol and also ask one about the coaching staff. Here he is, Marcus in L.A.
4: Yeah, what up, Q? It's Marcus from L.A. I have a two-part inquiry today. Um, the first part being about concussion protocol – and just kind to get some clarification on what the protocol is now. I think they made changes a few years ago and added some more um, parts to it, but I'm kinda curious to know like what the progressions are they're making because I'm always hearing about people being optimistic about how they're going through it and how they're improving, but I don't know what they measure and I didn't know that Jimmy could be part of the meetings, um, even though he can't be on the field. So it was it was weird when I heard that he could be Involved in the meetings, but he has a concussion, but he, you know, I thought, I thought he couldn't be part of the team at all. Um, the other part of my question is about, uh, the offensive coordinator. I'm just wondering how much of a figurehead he might be, uh, because if Josh Daniels is the offensive minded guru and he's taking the lion's share of the coaching duties for the offense, what is Nick Lombardi actually offering to us as an OC? uh when Greg Olson was the coordinator for John Hooden, it was said early on that he wasn't gonna make any the play calls. So he was kinda of like a glorified quarterback's coach. So I'm kinda of wondering the same thing about Nick Lombardi and how much uh he has to be blamed about our offensive woes, um, or is it all Josh and Daniels. Um let me know if you know uh but I appreciate everything you do and let's get this dub on uh Sunday. Go Raiders!
0: Thank you for the call my man. I appreciate you and yeah there's like three or four phases that players have to go through during the concussion protocol to, to be fully cleared, right? You can start to progress through protocol and you can start to do a little bit more. Like on Monday, Jimmy was there at the facility going through meetings and that was good. Uh, and then he's progressing. And then on Thursday he was even out there on the practice field, right? He was only stretching and, and going through some individual drills. So he was limited. So he's clearly getting better, but he hasn't been fully cleared. Maybe we'll find out today he's fully cleared uh, and maybe he fully clears on Saturday. Then the question is, is, you know, Coach McDaniels a company confident enough to let him go out there without practice, without real practice, because today's just going to be a walkthrough anyway. So that's that's, you know, the question that we still have when it comes to the quarterback position. As far as Mick Lombardi goes, he's part of the offensive game plan. You know, he helps put it together. Uh, he's bouncing ideas off Coach McDaniels, the whole offensive uh, room, you know, the running back room, the offensive line coach. You know, all those coaches get together. They put the the game plan plan together. Uh, he works very closely with the offense. He, he does a lot of the drills as well. Uh, during practice, he's out there, you know, throwing the ball to the wide receivers during certain drills. Uh, and then he calls the plays in the preseason. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's not the play caller, but he does have a significant role as far as the offensive coordinator goes. So thank you so much, Marcus. For that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, Up next, got a text from Rhode Island Raider Rob. He says, Hey, Q, appreciate you in the show. Yes, I'm frustrated with the penalties and the players not making plays, but you can see Joshua Daniels on the sideline, frustrated with the players, and I think that's very similar to a parent telling a child constantly not to do something, and the child still does it. It's not bad parenting. You just have to keep teaching and coaching until the player gets it. And different than parenting, they can let the player go and get another one. Thanks, Q. It's Rhode Island Raider Rob out. Just win, baby. Thanks so much for that text. I appreciate you, and that's a good way to put it, and you can see the frustration from uh, Josh McDaniels on the sideline. And it's not just penalties. It's the execution when the execution of the play is not the way it's supposed to go. Or when something goes wrong, like Marcus Peters, for example, putting the ball on the ground. like That's a big opportunity for the Raiders to get a big momentum swing on Sunday night. Something that they talked about and preached all offseason long, all training camp long, all preseason long to get their hands on the ball, get their hands on the ball. That's literally the number one reason why they brought Marcus Peters in was to get his hands on the ball, create some turnovers that the Raiders have so many troubles creating. And when he had the opportunity to do it, make it really count and score score points with it, he put it on the ground. Literally, he was thinking about the celebration before he thought about catching the ball and putting it in the end zone. You can't do that, right? Really good teams don't do that. Really good teams come up with the plays. When the plays are there to be made, you've got to finish it. You've got to catch it you got to get it in the end zone, then you can celebrate. It's like he was thinking about being in the win club before he thought about being in the end zone, and that's not going to work. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, How about Brian in East Las Vegas? He's calling to talk about Devontae Adams and Aiden O'Connell and how he believes he thinks Devontae feels about Aiden O'Connell. Here he is, Brian in East Las Vegas.
5: Hey, this is Brian from East Las Vegas. Hey, I think Devontae Adams, on his interview, he was talking to the coaches about getting Aiden O'Connell into the game. He said he's not going to wait, and that's what he's waiting for. The, the coaches know that, and if you look at all the fans and all the numbers, almost every fan wants Aiden O'Connell in the game, and if that many fans got to want it, a certain amount of people in the locker room wanted to. However the percentage is, it's enough to make some people frustrated and the best wide receiver on our team is expecting something that he's not getting i think aiden is the answer so i know he likes jimmy i know i don't think there's anything personal against Jimmy. i think he gets to see him in practice every day and i think Josh keeps telling him just wait we'll bring him out just wait let him learn just wait and he's tired of waiting for him i think it's almost guaranteed the Aiden O'Connell is going to play and start at quarterback this weekend. All right, Q, thank you very much. Hope you can listen to this, and go Raiders.
0: Brian, thanks for the call, and that's a lot of assumptions on that call. <laughs> right? There's a lot of assuming going on in that call. I'm not going to be that guy. I can't tell you how Devontae Adams feels about O'Connell. He really hasn't played with him. To be honest, I mean, he doesn't really practice with them that much. There was a few times in joint practices during training camp that O'Connell was getting some reps with Devontae Adams when Jimmy G wasn't out there. But for the most part, he hasn't done a whole lot with them. So, you know, I, again, my gut feeling tells me O'Connell's not going to play this weekend, but you never know. And look, you, you could be right. Maybe Devontae loves Aiden O'Connell. begging for him to get in the game. If he was, I think he would make that, that point uh, known to Josh McDaniels and company. But again, that's a lot of assuming in that call but thank you so much I do appreciate you we'll close things out with a text from the 562 Q first time texter long time listener not sure it's been addressed but what is going on with Andre James snaps seems like he's sending floaters back to Jimmy G Jimmy G seems to be falling back while reaching forward for the ball not an excuse for the interceptions but seems like the timing for the play is off right from the snap take a look at the video and let's hear your thoughts as a text from the 562 and yeah that's been brought up a couple times uh, on my radio show and on the podcast that it just seems like there's something off with the snaps from Andre James to Jimmy G. Maybe that has to do with a different player, a different style than what uh, than what Andre James was used to with Derek Carr. I don't know, but that does have to get cleaned up. And remember there was a time when Andre James was having problems getting the ball to uh, Derek. He was getting them up really high. And that's something that I've been noticing as well. You know, Jimmy having to jump or lunge or whatever to get it, that, that's got to be corrected, right? And that's only going to come with reps. Uh, Another reason not to put a rookie quarterback in there right now, right? They're having enough problems getting the ball back to this quarterback. So why switch it up on them right now? So, uh, again, we'll see what happens. We'll find out a lot more about this team today as far as the injury report comes out and what we hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. And then, obviously, we won't find out anything more after that until Sunday. So it's something I look forward to. Again, I picked the Raiders to win it. I can't give you a real good reason why I did. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to blow smoke up your backside. I'm not going to try to sunshine pump. I just picked the Raiders because, well, something in my belly told me to go with the Raiders. Again, I had pizza before the show on Thursday, so maybe it was gas or maybe I was on something. We'll see on Sunday, but uh, definitely enjoy the game. It's a one oh five kickoff. Uh, again, Kevin Harlan will be on the call if you're watching it on TV along with Trent Green and Melanie Collins, and I know Trent Green's not anybody's favorite, especially not mine, but Kevin Harlan's fantastic if you're listening on the radio. Of course, Jason Horowitz, Lincoln Kennedy, they do a fantastic job as well. One day your boy will be on the sideline. <laughs> one day. I keep trying to tell them, but they ain't listening. So I'm working on it. Anyway, Raider Nation, for real, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Uh, Watch the game on Sunday. Hopefully enjoy it, and hopefully we're talking about a victory Monday on this show come Monday. Until then, Raider Nation, again, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.